We're back. It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. I'm James in Austin. That's Joe in... You are in San Antonio, right? I'm in San Antonio, yeah. You're at home. You sound like you're at home. Like, there's a there's a routine because you talk to me for a while without the mic plugged in, and then you plug in the mic. It's a routine. You got that thing going. So, I'm... But I'm home from Santa Fe. I just got home yesterday um, and missed out on some stuff water polo-wise. So, we've got a few things to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot going on here the last couple of weeks. And, I'm, and now that we're taking a couple of weeks break between podcasts, I think we're going to have a chock full big um, kind of podcast here. So I like the um, the languid sort of pace of the summer. It's like, I have to admit it. We The last one was, uh, I, I think I misdated my last script, but it was... July, like early July. Was it after the 4th? I'm, I'm already losing my mind. Whatever. Um, all right. The news that uh, came out of the national team office uh, is that uh, five athletes from the Southwest Zone made it to, nat- were selected to national teams. Um, this is really huge. It's really good news. Um, you want to, I-, I can go through the list. You want me to do that? And then you want to comment? Yeah, please do. Development boys, Zach Bradshaw from Viper Pigeon and Jaden Uyang from Pegasus. Development girls, Jalen Robinson from Pegasus, Samantha Hoffley from Thunder, and Cadet Girls JoJo Walters from Thunder. So, um, you know, congratulations to all of them. It's really, really good news. Congratulations to their clubs, to their coaches, um, to their ODP coaches, and so on. I mean, it's really uh, a very good piece of news coming out of uh, Southern California. And for those that don't know, they're, they had the national team selection camps were a couple weeks ago in in six different locations in California. Um, they were on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The announcements came out last week, um, and um, <clears throat> and yeah, that's this is huge. This is national team selections, right? So, so they are now going to be part of the national team. They'll either do training, or they or they might do or or they might do some sort of combination of training and a trip. But um, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of very exciting news. Five different kids from the Southwest Zone. It's good. It's great. Well, all very good, right? And I think I don't have the figures in front of me, but this is definitely the most I can remember being selected. Um, I've been involved for seven, eight years. What about you? Do you remember? Is there, were there more in the past? Um, it depends on the year, but yeah, I think this is up there. And up again, there. congratulations to yet all the athletes. Yep, absolutely. So um, we, we've gone over that a little bit. Um, the National team selection camp is a thing where they um, they collect athletes from all over the country for each of these age groups and genders. They put them through the paces, and then they select teams that will go compete. Um, I don't know about development, but the older athletes will go compete in Europe. Maybe not this year. Maybe not in an Olympic year. I'm not positive about that. You might know more about that. But once you're on one of these rosters, you are, there's nothing automatic, but you are um, far, far, far more likely to be on a travel roster, which is just fantastic. Yeah. And again, congratulations. A lot of hard work from not just the athletes, but the ODP coaches, their club coaches. And, um, and that kind of concludes the ODP season for, <sighs> um, for was it 21, 22, which is a really long season. And then we'll get kind of moving here in the fall for the 21-22 school year. Yeah, 2021 just completed, 22 coming up. And you and I just talked about this the other day. We're already like, I mean, I'm not involved, but I mean, there's already dates penciled in on the calendar for the coming year. So this is a, it's a nonstop process. All right. And then while all that was going on, there was also the Endless Summer Classic, which was in North Texas at the end of June. And then this past weekend was the Triumph Midsummer Madness Tournament, which was hosted by Triumph this past weekend in Clear Lake, Clear uh, Creek, and Clear Springs High Schools down in there? North, 
in Northeast Houston. I was there. You did go. I okay. was there. I just, I just, I did make an appearance, and I had not been to Clear Lake High School in a long, long time, and they had redone that pool for the better, which was, which is very, very good. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and there were some air conditioning issues at the at oh. the Clear Springs pool. I'm not going to lie at the clear springs pool. That was a little hot. um, But you know, it's also in the Houston area in July. So I'm not surprised, but yeah, it's it's just great that there's, that there are tournaments going on. Kids are are getting to play. um, And that's in, and that's the biggest thing. We, uh, again, the summer of 2020, right. We didn't get to have anything. Exactly. So, and air conditioning or otherwise. And the endless summer classic was hosted by Thunder in uh, in North Texas at a brand new pool, the Northwest ISD and Auditorium, which is right next to the Texas Motor Speedway, and um, which is up kind of north of the Fort Worth area. And that is, from what I gather, I haven't been to that pool, but it is a beautiful facility. And, and I heard that Thunder did a great job of kind of hosting the event. There were probably about 80 plus games there. About uh, uh, around 40 teams. The Triumph kind of Midsummer Madness was probably about 50 to 60 games with about 27 to 30 teams. So, just again, just congratulations. Yeah, the hosts, the athletes, the referees. I mean, it's just good to be back on the pool deck playing on a consistent basis. No again. kidding. Yeah. The Northwest ISD pool, and we're going to get to JOs here in a moment, but that's, that's, is that penciled in as one of the facilities for JOs? No, it's not. There's a swim meet there. This, um, oh, that bummer. I saw photos of that place. It looks fantastic. So, oh, you know. It's, it's beautiful, yeah. Well done. But it was either going to be either we get that facility and we lose another facility. So it was, it was between a couple of facilities in North Texas. So, got it. We'll talk about um, that. But uh, we got the other one that it was it was that the swim meet was thinking about going to. So, But, um, yeah, we'll start off kind of segment two with uh, JOs. Um, but, you know, there's a – talking about just consistent events – you know, everybody is going to get to play their game days the next, yeah, like the next couple of weekends kind of leading up to JOs. Then after JOs, we're actually going to move the um, Texas State games, which was originally scheduled for the same weekend as JOs in right, Corpus in Christi. Corpus. It's now going to be August uh, kind of 7th and 8th at the Corpus Christi uh, Natatorium, which is a huge refurbished uh, kind of kind of 50 meter pool we're moving in and it's going to be for all athletes in all ages um so the texas game games has has been moved back oh one week and then we're working to see if zill is going to host their beach water pole tournament again there's masters nationals at the end of august we got the welcome to texas shootout the first week or over the labor day weekend back in san antonio and then we go into kind of a normal fall which is going to be great. You got the Tisca meeting. You've got the Armadillo Classic again. You're going to have the, the Viper Pigeon Octopolo Fest. Octopolo Fest, great name. And then, um, and then the then the Thunder kind of November tournament. And then there's going to be an, a Master tournament again up in November. So there is a ton of stuff. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff going on, which is great. This is a lot of the stuff that has happened a couple of years ago is now coming back. Yeah, and that that also in yeah, in, in between times there'll be some of uh, the ODP camps and clinics and all, and all the good stuff. Yeah. So, best of, lots and lots of stuff coming up. Best to what I, you know, my knowledge, right? The ODP schedule sort of reverts to what it used to be, which is sort of uh, September, Thanksgiving, and then New Year's-ish I, free I clinics, something be like September, that. There's going to be one in September, one in October, and one in November. Okay. That's fine with me. Uh, that's it, right? We're in blackout period now, uh, essentially, up until JOs, except for, like you said, you know, local game days and that kind of stuff. 
Sure, yeah, and, and then we'll get to JOs here after the break. Let's uh, let's do that right now. Right about now, you might be expecting some song and dance about a product you don't need. Well, shush, we don't advertise here, and we want to keep it that way. So we sure would appreciate your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash donate so we can keep covering the sport we love in the great state of Texas. This is Jesse Smith, recent Pan Am gold medalist. I was just checking out Texas Water Polo from the TX Water Polo podcast. Also, you can check out the website. You can follow me at GoSmith now. Thanks, guys. James and Joe back with you, TX Water Polo podcast. Um, we're in a blackout period. There's nothing official going on in the next couple of weeks um, prior to Junior Olympics, which uh, everybody's looking mm-hmm. forward to. You mean besides the session one and session two out in California? I do mean that. Yes, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, well, those sessions Nothing are not on. for Texas teams. Yeah, <laughs> They're not. But for there Texas are hundreds teams. of teams playing out there. Fair I mean, enough. But this I mean, is the TX Water Polo Podcast, not there you go, James. There you podcast. go. There See there what I'm go. saying? See I know. what I'm saying? We'll get, and, and we'll uh, get to we'll get to something annoying in a moment here that you're you're not going to be comfortable talking about. But that's fine. I will do it uh, myself. So yes, I am talking about a blackout period here between now and the session three of junior Olympics. Yeah. For most athletes. And I think most everybody is competing in is are there have been scrimmages against uh, like uh, another club or their own clubs getting together. Just good luck to all the teams that are, that are kind of gearing up for JOs. Um, it's going to be 190, uh, 200 teams are playing in North Texas. We have, I think nine different facilities. We're going to have 16 to 17 different courses. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, we're still putting it together a little bit, but, um, like probably 90% of it's done. Um, we're still working on the schedule, which, which, which will probably be out here later this week or early next week. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's been some challenges and big, huge, huge thanks to the local hosts. Like who? Like you know, the Thunder, the Pegasus, the Mavericks, the um, the yeah, like like the Cowtowns, and the different high schools that are going to be hosting at their facilities up in North Texas, because it's very very difficult to host at the same time have all of your teams go play, all of them too, right? And all your coaches go coach. Yep. So that's. I mean, I think everybody is is really rowing in the same direction, and everybody really wants to have a very good JO session three, and um, and it's going to be a very good, it's going to be a great session three, and we're this is everything that's happening in session one and session two is also happening in yeah in session three. We have a JO expo on the Wednesday before. Um, we're even uh, I I'm even out there trying trying to find a shieldy to have go around I, I, I the remember. Like, yeah, like, yeah and I'm not uh, doing it no and nobody has emailed me no. so if you are interested please uh please 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 let me know <laughs> wait what what and, are the requirements uh, for shieldy come on like what like how long do they have to be there that kind of thing what's what's the... yeah it's it's all four days yeah you have to be 
an adult. Um, so, so there you go. But let's move beyond Chile. No, but, no, um, all, I'm serious. Like, if we're looking for somebody, they got to be there all day, right? Like on each yeah, other competition. for most of the day days. on all four days, and right. um, and you have to, and you'll be able to move between different facilities. Right. And there's going to be a, a handler as well as the shieldy and stuff like that. So yeah. you just can't um, drive with that suit on. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, but uh, it'll be. It's going to be fun. I mean, it, there's going to be some challenges, though. And, Wait, who, who um, do they contact? You? Seriously? Yeah, just contact me, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's somebody. Joe Winnihan at USAWaterPolo.org. And it pays, right? I don't it know how pay. much. It pays. It does pay $25 an hour. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Maybe I will do it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they have the co- the costume big enough, James. No, come on, man. That's just a cheap shot. How dare you? I, I wouldn't be able to fit into it either, so it's okay. <laughs> no, I, I have actually. It's pretty hilarious. Like, but twenty five bucks an hour. That's more than I get paid as a coach. So it's, anyway, that's great. Um, I'm. Uh, we can definitely send people your way. Listen, if you are interested in being being shieldy, please seriously contact Joe Linehan. It'll be fun, and you get paid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but not so I many am, challenges. I mean, we're, that's good. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's gonna be good. I mean, we picked a time of year where um, it's I don't it's it's on this weekend on purpose because it's kind of when swimming is kind of gearing down or ended for the summer, and before the fall has really geared back up. So, um, uh, I mean, it's just Sorry. getting a pool for four straight days for water polo was, has never been easy, but getting nine of them at the same time has been a bit of a challenge, but we're all good. We have a lot of very good facilities. And so far the, the, like, see if I can name all, all, all of us. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Kind of, kind of without a cheat sheet. We have Keller and Adaptorium. We have South Lake, uh, Carroll aquatic center. We have Denton ISD and Adaptorium. We have the West side aquatic center, the Louisville West side aquatic center, the Louisville East side aquatic center. We have Garland. We have SMU. We have Highland Park and we have Dallas Jesuit. That's nine. Is Dallas That's Jesuit nine. a fifty meter pool? I've never been there. It Did I not. ask you that it, before? Yeah. It is a brand new pool that just opened up. Right. In April, it is basically twenty five yards by twenty five yards. Oh, okay. Cool. So we'll put the twelves there. I think. Fantastic. Twelves, twelves, or fourteens. So. Yeah, uh, very good. Yeah, that's nine. You got nine. So that's it, right? Like those have been decided. There's no more like searching for other facilities. Uh, we're still waiting to see, but you know, it's, we have to get a schedule out. So, right. Yeah. Everybody wants that schedule, Joe. Come on, let's get on that. Uh, Have you been working on it at all? We've always been working on it. Yes. Uh, so, and you and I were joking about it beforehand. Like it is normal for the schedule to come out something like 10 days prior to the event. Is that sort of, is that right? That's, that's about right. Yes. Okay. So yeah, those who are anxious to see it and that includes me. So, but it, that's the, that's the general flow. of And just, and just be patient. I mean, it is coming. It will be out there. We do have session one and session two. And yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a different year. So um, there's lots of teams and we are, we are really trying to take the extra effort to make sure that this is again, the equivalent as any other JOs. Right. And that's for all athletes all ages, 18, 16, yeah, kind of 14s, 12s, and even the 10s. We don't have a whole lot of 10s playing, but we have 10s playing. Yeah. 
So, and we're going to make sure that those tents have the greatest experience that they've ever had in water pool. Yeah, it'll so, be on. That's I'm looking forward to that. I I don't think I'm going to be able to ha- to to watch much of our tens, but I'm stoked that they're playing. That's going to be super fun. And like the West Side Aquatic Center is going to be the oh like the Stanford or the Woolet equivalent. For it is this event. I so, asked you yeah. about that a couple of weeks ago. You said it wasn't. So all of the gold medal games there is that what that means? All of the gold medal games for the platinum division, yes. Got it. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I wondered, and I thought that was the perfect facility for that if this new Northwest ISD pool wasn't available. So that's Yeah, it's it. great. There's plenty of parking. Um, we're going to have facility. a huge kind of a vendor village. It's going to be called the Cage, which is going to be out there in that wow. atrium kind of, kind of area. We are, we're, yeah, we're talking about kind of closing off that front little parking lot, that small little parking lot kind of out in front to make like just an area for like, you know, kind of, you know, like the food trucks and stuff like this or, right. or, and just have our vendors just kind of spread out and, and just have a place where everybody can kind of meet and kind of hang out and stuff like that. So it's going to be kind of cool. So. Beautiful. All right. Well, I'm seriously excited about this. I was talking to Tom Andrew, who, you know, he and I are partnering on uh, taking teams there. I'm, I'm stoked. Like, it's never been anything like this for our clubs, I don't think, especially since it's a it's a local tournament. So uh, very excited. That's the Junior Olympics, the Senior Olympics. They don't really call it that. Uh, the Olympics in Tokyo is coming up um, very quickly, actually. In fact, for example, the Women's senior national team, I think, is flying out of Southern California today to Japan. Um, I know that because I, uh, on the Total Water Polo podcast, I've been fortunate to talk to the first Nevada athlete to ever make the team, which is, uh, his name is Ben Stevenson, if you didn't know that. He's a um, UOP graduate, played overseas for a while, uh, has an interesting story because he, it is it is basically, except for his UOP experience and playing at Sacramento Water Polo, it's like largely a Nevada-based guy. And then uh, Stephanie Harlobidis is a Greek-American. She was born in Athens um, to a Greek father, American mother, and had to make a very tough decision uh, over time, like w- whether she wanted to play. And she was on the senior women's national team for Greece um, and then made the decision to try it out. And she didn't. It was There's no guarantee, but to try for the women's national team. She is now on that roster, their only left-hander. Um, the schedule is out. Um, the USA women, both teams open against Japan. Um, the USA women on, and here's the best part, because uh, it is in Japan. Guess what time the game is on? It's streamed. It's the USA Women versus Japan on July 24. Not good time for us here. It's midnight. probably it is midnight, which probably equals out to some very good time for Japan. <laughs> very good time for Japan. Uh, if it's midnight here, it's one in the east and uh, ten. I mean, if I were you know in California, 10 p.m. I guess it's all right, but you know what are you going to do? So, uh, uh, what time I'm, of day is that in, in Japan? Uh, oh gosh, don't make me do the math. It's like 10 hours or something like that, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have to look that, that up. Just, that just seems to be an odd time. I guess that's mid-afternoon in Japan. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's weird because the women's first game is against Japan at midnight, our time, and then the men's first game is against Japan at 12.10 a.m. So there's a big 10-minute difference between those two. Um, I'm excited about watching both of those teams. Although you'll hear in my conversation with, uh, Stephanie, that I find the team actually is so good that they're kind of boring. So, uh, we had a conversation about that, but two very interesting stories. Good. I'm yeah. looking forward to, uh, kind of, kind of hearing them. So it's gonna be fun. Right, and, and, I, and I'm, yeah. and I'm just looking forward to watching. I mean, the JOs is going to be going on at the same time right. as the Olympics and we're going to be hopefully, I mean, 
just kind of having those games on at the different pools that have the capability of having some, and and it's just going to be an exciting time. It's, really it's, it's you know, the center of the water pole world is going to be kind of looking on Texas and at and Japan, which is you know, which is great for us. It so. really is. Yeah, it's a it's a un, very unique time uh, in the history of the sport in the state. Yep. So, very much looking forward to that. Um, uh, I just wanted to end with one thing, unless there's something else you wanted to add to that, Joe. It's all good. Go LA, for it. LA28 is the organizing committee. Uh, they have a Twitter account um, for the Los Angeles Olympics in 2028. So um, the other day they tweeted, and I'm going to just quote it. It says, water polo is 100% a SoCal sport, and the women's, you not, the women's national team roster is all the proof you need. Athletes from up and down the Southern coast are carrying on the legacy of former athletes. And we're so stoked to see them continue the tradition. So that's the tweet. And I thought, okay, well, it's a little parochial for me, but maybe it was one message. I was like, no, the entire Twitter feed is about how, you know, Southern California athletes dominate a bunch of different sports, including men's water polo. And I thought, you know, is this really the messaging that we're trying to get across? I know it's just the organizing committee and they're all jazzed about it being in Los Angeles and stuff. We're like, I was at the 84 Olympics. I was knee deep in that. And I don't remember any messaging that basically said, dude, we should be stoked about being from SoCal. You know, it's like, no, everybody's welcome. It was, it, it's, uh, it's annoying at many different levels, uh, many. And, uh, I, I, I retweeted it. And if you have a response to it as well, that'd be interesting to know Joe and anybody else. Yeah, just, you know, there's plenty of people not from Southern California on both those rosters. Plenty. And, and, and um, yeah, I'm, I, have a, I have a chip the size of Texas on my shoulder, so um, I'm going to keep this clean. I'm not going to go into go, too Joe. much here. Go. But, um, no, I mean, yeah, I just – I'm excited that LA28 uh, retweeted about water pole, which is great. I just wish that uh, they got their facts a little bit more straight. That's all. <laughs> I I have a special place in my heart for this kind of uh, annoyance, which is I, I grew, you know, six years of my life was spent, the formative high school years in Long Beach, California. So that's, uh, that is Los Angeles County. Um, you went to high school for six years? No, but I was there for, I went to middle school for three years and high school for three years. That was the weird part about Long Beach is that three years and three years. So there were no freshmen in my high school. I was actually, I kind of preferred it that way. Um, but you know, th I, there, how many different ways can I address this? First of all, like, uh, all right. SoCal, where does that start and where does it end? Like, are there San Diegans involved? Are this, are you going to lump in Santa Barbara? I suppose you can do that. Um, but just that whole notion is like they, they, they reblog this or, or they, they, they tweet this photo of the women's national team. And I'm staring at it right now. There's Ashley Johnson. There's Melissa Seidemann. There's Maggie Steffens, none of whom are from Southern California. And so, you know, God bless them. I hope that they, uh, they're successful, but it's not a terribly inviting message. I have to say it's like, it's, a, it's annoying on very many levels. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah, we have a geographical issue in our sport. Let's not exacerbate it even more. So. Right. Yeah, I think that's exactly the case. It's just, and my goodness, it's like, why wouldn't you want to just say well, everybody's welcome? It's like, we should all be, it's, that's another thing is I wrote in my response, I just said all American, which is what it should. So everybody of any sensibility knows that these teams are dominated by team, uh, athletes from California. Fine. That's 
fair enough. But the whole notion of like, this is our sport. I was like, okay, then carry the California flag in the opening ceremonies. Good luck with that. You know, then Ashley Johnson could go home to Florida. On a more positive note, everybody's welcome to North Texas. Everyone so. is welcome to JOs and North Texas. And, Absolutely right. Yeah, it's just it's just great again to be back on the pool deck playing and kind of having a plan moving forward. And this is all just a year from now. We're to be talking about going into the first year of of the UIL. Things are very exciting here in Texas. So they really are. Yeah. All right, James. Well, here until next time, James. That's it. Thank you for listening and telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast and the Total Water Polo Podcast. A little plug in there for those interviews. And there's going to be more. I have a feeling I'm going to find some um, people who can speak knowledgeably about all the teams that are in the tournament in the Olympics. Uh, But if you want to support us, go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. We thank all of you who've done that in the past. And with that, until next week, so long from Austin.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.